0: Adam Huber with guests, Josh Novak. That's me. That's me. <laughs> Shelly Gaddis. Woo woo! Josh Shopko. How's it going, yeah. sir? And uh, as the title says, we are doing marketing Monday or attempting to do marketing Monday. Again, for you guys that might not know what marketing Monday marketing is, or marketing Monday, sorry, is it was a little thing that the bakery did a couple of years ago where we'd all kind of get together and it was a bit of a more of a roundtable discussion and people would come with marketing questions and we would all kind of answer them and in the profession that i'm in the position that i'm in now i was kind of missing that bit of interaction and missing having talking out and hashing out specific marketing problems from people and so uh we decided to start it up again and we're in back in the bakery group and we posted a question a little while ago asking if people had specific marketing problems that we could just have them come on and talk to them and start hashing it out live so that we had just something to discuss. Josh was the first contestant.
1: The
2: brave soul. The brave soul. So am I the
1: only one that wore a bakery shirt?
2: <laughs> yeah, you oh, no. I actually Oh, man. Oh, you guys are, oh, you guys are repping.
1: <laughs> I don't even know where my bakery shirt is. I thought that is. was a
3: requirement. So
2: I did too. I walked in and I was like, Where's no. your shirts? Yeah. Adam thought he was too He-Man now for I, it. I got Josh too fat. Too I do like cool. that yeah. we
3: all got the flannel message though. So <laughs> Except me. Except you. Yeah. I'm the well, one that stands you're out. You're
2: always the odd man out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so, Josh, the, what we're going to do is we're going to have you do a little bit of an explanation as to who you are, mm-hmm. what business that you have, where you got to where you, kind of where you are now, and then your question. And if you don't mind, I'm going to share the live video on my own personal page so if you see me on my phone. That's why. So. Okay, and, and that's what I'm doing. Attention. I'm sharing
2: the startup Sioux Falls. Okay, okay,
0: awesome.
1: So go ahead, tell us who you are. Yeah. So, well, my name is Joshua Sopko. Uh, the, so I have a couple different businesses and things that I do. Uh, I run a podcast called Startup Sioux Falls. Uh, it's called Sioux Falls Startup Stories. I get <laughs> I get it is. so confused. <laughs> Sioux Falls Startup Stories is the podcast that I run. Uh, I interview entrepreneurs who are in the area that have been in business for a couple years, and I go over their startup story. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, that, that's Great one thing that podcast. I do. Yeah, thank you. So I'm on the third season of that. Um, I also have a freelance web development, web design company where I build small business websites for uh, uh, small businesses. Uh, so I've been doing that for a couple years. And then the other business that uh, my wife and I own together is Juniper Apothecary. So that's a retail store here in Sioux Falls. We do a lot of bath and body products, a lot of herbal remedies, creams and salves, topical things, uh, tinctures all that kind of stuff so.
0: but with a twist cuz a lot of what you guys do is um,
1: CBD right that's one of oh, one of it that's one product
0: one product yeah okay. of,
1: of about at least i think we have oh, a little bit over 80 skus on the shelf really okay and almost all of it is handmade by us so Okay. we don't make the CBD cuz well we can't <laughs> 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 we, we don't want to get but, into that but we that's do but we do but stuff. we do sell we do sell CBD in our store and that's just one it's just uh, oils gel caps and uh, creams and then we do have gummies, but that's, that's it for our CBD offering.
0: Okay. All right. And so the question that you actually asked,
1: which I thought was a really good one. Yeah. I tried, I tried to, when you said like, what do you want to ask? I was like, well, how do I unpack the overload of ideas that, that I have into one question? So yeah. I don't remember exactly what I wrote. So I'll I just, I'll
0: just off. read it off really quick. It says, uh, with such a limited marketing budget, how do I determine the best marketing strategy and then validate that it was successful, which I think is a really good follow up second question mm-hmm. to that because i i think and this is where like these guys come in because i don't think i i didn't want this to be a deal where like anyone's kind of like the expert like this is very monday our marketing monday feeling like we all we're all kind of here to pitch in our two cents right mm-hmm. including yourself um whether or not you think that would be successful in your field but shelly's a great addition to this because your retail <laughs> yeah. shelly's wheelhouse and literal life was retail along mm-hmm. with being just a pretty smart person in general oh, so <laughs> nice, wow. Adam. um but you know the the crazy thing is that a lot of businesses i feel will just post things or do things and don't actually try to do anything to measure the success right. of it and then there's also like different levels of success right like what's your determining factor on success so i guess let's start let's start off with that what, what is the success, success metric to you? Like, do you have a specific dollar amount, specific people that have to come through the door in order for it to be considered successful?
1: Well, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of part of the question. Like, what is the best metric to validate? Because if, if you do your, you know, marketing campaign and we'll get into that because that's a, another part of the question is like, what is a marketing campaign? Like, mm-hmm. what does it look like to actually develop a full, succinct thing? The metric is gonna be different, whether it's just awareness, like how do you measure awareness? Yep. how do you measure dollars coming in, whether it's you know website orders or people coming through the door? How do you measure and track that um, to to best decide if it's working or not working? But I guess to to overall you know combine what I'm talking about when I say validate, if you reach a thousand people or five thousand people, What level of of engagement should you have off of that or dollars made or people in the door or, you know, something that you can return back and say, this is a number. Right. Was it, was it a valuable number or not? Okay. Just, just based on, you know, how many people you reached in general.
0: Okay. So it's going to help, I think. Me personally, maybe these guys as well. And if you guys have questions on Facebook, please do comment them and we'll try to answer
3: them. And even even easier, if you're just listening, please just comment something so we yeah. know that you're there. We like, <laughs> we like people. We, we like attention. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's just
0: the feedback. Especially great. me. Yeah. Um, can you give me an idea of like a specific item or something that you're trying to, that you would love to see pop off and sell more of?
1: Oh, sure. So we have, we have a product, um, that has gone over really well in our store, okay. uh, called Miracle Muscles. It is a magnesium type cream. It is meant for, so it has, so it's a magnesium cream that has dandelion, uh, oil in it that we infuse ourselves and, uh, Arnica, herb. So it's a pain relieving properties. Uh, it helps restore your muscles, helps relieve achy muscles, cramps, all these different things. It's great for runners, great for people that have just worked out great for people with sore muscles, just Ooh, cramps. I mean, it's, this is gonna be good. It, it's kind of all of these things and it's gone over really well in our store for the people that use it and try it. It's like, wow, this is amazing. And then they tell their friends, that's great. We haven't really promoted or marketed it much, but what would it look like for us to promote it and market and how would we measure the return and the value of what we did? Okay. That's, that's an example of something that I would really like to see us do and be like, here's a thing we're going to, we're going to build a campaign, whatever that looks like around the thing and then do the thing. And then after it's done, say, did it work? Should we do it again? Change it, abandon ship and try something else.
3: Right. I think, uh, the first question that you brought up was like just the basic, what is a campaign? Right. And, And before we started, we were kicking around that as well. And I think, I think there's a lot of terms just in the realm of marketing that gets muddled. <laughs> yeah, I think the term marketing itself gets muddled. Like we have this, some people have grandiose ideas on like marketing is this huge, big system that you set up and you have other people who are like, I put out flyers and I buy ad space in, the telephone book like <laughs> like you know everybody has their weird different contexts of, yep. of what it is to them and i think for me like a marketing campaign is more of like a container that you put a specific elements to connect it to a certain product or a certain event or whatnot and so like for sometimes like i've had i've had clients where like we're having an event and the whole campaign is really like, like we know it's coming out in a month. So we launched the Facebook event. We launched the Eventbrite. We have it that all set up in the back end. Then we know that for the first two weeks, we're promoting it by just sharing posts. And then maybe two weeks out, we might do a, a paid advertising just to get event RSVPs or maybe we're selling tickets or, you know, if we're selling tables or what, whatever the event is. And that could be its campaign. Where on the flip side, if, you know, you're working with like a real estate development and you, your campaign might have a huge number of different assets that come out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, you could have billboards, you could have the Facebook ads, you could have Google ads on keywords. You could have, you know, and so like, I think the, the word campaign is really defined by the scope of the work, right? So like for this product, it could be as, as simple as just like you email it out to your friends or to your, Your list, it could be you make a couple posts, it could be that you have a whole paid ad campaign, or and it could be you have like a whole side of it that's not digital. You know, it could be like you have you call up your top five customers, you're like, Hey, I want to give you this product, and I just want you to like share it out with your friends and whatnot. And that's part of the campaign, yeah, of, of it as well. And so, yeah, yeah,
2: so like along those same lines, like for what you're doing in particular, I think it's really important to get it into the hands of people. Yeah. So let's say that you have for this particular campaign or whatever, you know, one of the things that you mentioned was doing stuff on a very small budget. Right. <laughs> so which every small business owner is yeah. When yeah, you're starting I'll, out. I'll even say like, small budget. like
3: I think as a small business owner, like we can get, say like oh we have such a small budget but then if you're a huge company you also have a budget right you (laughs) you know what i mean it's just it's just you have a small budget for the product because you have to reach so many people to make it profitable and so everybody's running on a budget and i love budgets because everybody has one (laughs) which is nice to stay within
2: but the nice thing is that a budget doesn't have to mean like ad spend and when you're talking about a very service oriented product Mm -hmm. like you guys and everything is handmade Like the way that you're going to sell more of a product in this particular case is to get it in the hands of people to try it. Like that's really how you're going to know if it's successful or not. Right. So that could very easily mean like maybe you make small jars and you have a hundred small jars to hand out to people that you then, you know, hey, we're going to give you the star of this. And you got to give us your honest to God feedback. chances are pretty good you're probably going to get maybe 60 to 70 percent of those people who actually that's what i was going to ask how do you
1: you validate after you've given all these out and then you see what one people ten people six people
2: well that would be a requirement of it so part of that falls back onto you right so when you hand it out to them you have to make sure to get their information to know then you have to follow up with them so a week into it two weeks into it whatever it's your job to follow up with them and be like hey you've had this for a week and I get this amount of feedback and have a specific, whether it's MailChimp or whether it's, you know, a Facebook thing or whether it's text advertising, whatever you guys use for your advertising form. But then, and you're probably not going to get all of them back, but that's not any different than running an ad and knowing that you're only going to reach 10% of the people that, you know, are actually looking at that magazine or whatever. And right? I think there's
3: there's a longer game you're playing than just the one product. Right. You know, like giving out the product, you could you could give it out to 100 people and nobody says anything, but you also have 100 people that have this huge brand equity with you on like, this company just gave me this stuff. I like exactly. them. They just happen to not text back, but in three months, they might come buy a crap ton of product and right. then...
2: Or corporate, corporate gift, out. or you yeah. know, whatever else, which,
1: which becomes unvalidatable.
3: It becomes unvalidatable, but I think... which is the whole
1: struggle that yeah. that I have with like a campaign.
3: Yeah, is, and
1: is you don't get to see that return in any measurable sense.
3: Right, that you can attribute back to something. Because I, I agree. I mean, that yeah. happens absolutely. And I think I think we can just like all just agree that there's n- there's no way to get a hundred percent. Sure, you know, like from doing e-commerce ads, that's easier because you know you drop a facebook pixel you know how much the sales worth mm-hmm. you can go into a campaign you're like cool i spent a thousand dollars and we made 10 all right you know like that's that's easy roi we, yep. we can we can understand that that's working um but like for some sometimes it's just like you know you're if you're building a brand there's no roi right it's just you know that it's the right thing to do Well, and in the
2: case of this, like, one of the things you specifically asked is how do we know, like, to keep moving forward or abandon ship or try something new or whatever, like, you got two weeks to get these out to people and get their feedback. And then at that point, you're going to know whether or not this is a good product, you know, mm -hmm. so when you have a product launch in particular, the sooner that you can get good, honest feedback from people, and if that costs you $100 worth of product, then that's probably a pretty good investment to know whether or not it's worth your time and energy and product cost and jars and labels and whatever else to keep going forward with it or not
0: Mm -hmm. um what are you using for uh checkout are you using square for checkout okay
1: uh online or in store both they're different so we in store we use a square okay everything everything is square all of our email marketing is square okay we use square as much as possible for everything because it's all integrated yep i don't have to do anything except for click give me the information and it does it uh, uh, online, as everything goes through Squarespace and Stripe is our checkout. So,
0: okay, because the great thing about Square is the um, point of sale system. It's not the cheapest system that there is out there as far as like credit card fees and everything like that, yeah. but it's phenomenal yeah. for capturing information and everything like that. And um, something that you could try the very first thing that when you're talking to me about this specific product that I was thinking of personally was get to gyms. Like you're coming up on December, which is the prime time for gyms. And this is where they make all of their money and just start hooking up with as many gyms as possible and saying, hey, I I just need a bunch of people to try this out and try and figure out a way to get it like low cost packaging, small quantities. So you make up a big batch of it and then just get into as small quantities as possible and then have something on there to have them send in feedback about the product and try and get as much as that as possible. Maybe even try and get small gyms to do it. Nine round for some reason is the one that comes most to my mind because there's a lot of um the one nine round that I went to had a lot of moms or women that went to it. And I don't know why, but I just feel like this would go a little bit more that way. It all depends on what the packaging and everything like that looks like as well. Because you can make something look you can make something like this look manly. But if I'm a if I'm a guy and I just did a thousand calorie workout, and then I see something that says dandelion oil on it. Like, <laughs> just pro- I'm just probably not going to pick it up. But we should like, look
1: at our packaging because our packaging is—it's good.
0: Is well, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's not good. I'm and saying
1: dandelion oil is not plastered. It's in the—it's <laughs> not on the front and foremost.
0: But that's an that's an interesting thing to bring up is if you like did two different versions of the same product. One take catered a little bit more towards women. One catered towards men. Dark colors for men and like bold and then you say something in there about like i don't know shredded oil 5000 or something like that (laughs) but then on the women's packaging it's the exact same it's the exact same product but then it's got nice light airy colors and you have dandelion oil all over there like i don't know it it would be interesting to test that out that would be an interesting
2: product test to see like which packaging sells better and right yeah Um, even
3: before you do the packaging like your original question was like how do you track if that even works right and cause I, cause you could, you could make as much free product, you know, till you're blue in the face right. and then you're like, okay, well that was fun. You know, like, but is it actually working? And, you know, I think doing the form, you know, having some sort of feedback is nice in an ideal world, but I mean, how many times we get an email nobody, asking no, for that's... feedback and nobody gets it. And so with something like that, like it could just be as, as simple as, you know, on, on that product. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm opened up a, the square interface in a while, but like if somebody purchases a specific product, can you get, you know, a question like on the, on your checkout point of sale, can you add in customer data hmm. base and ask them like, Hey, where did you hear about us? When they ask, nobody likes to fill that out. Nobody, but no, no, no. I'm just talking about like, as, as the, when, when you're checking somebody out right. and you're asking them, Yes. you know, and you just say, Hey, where'd you hear about us? Yes. They're either going to say, I just, you know, heard about you. I don't know. Or if they specifically came from a gym because they got some free samples, they're probably going to bring that up.
1: Right. We we do ask them at yeah. the checkout. We don't we don't track it in square. I'm not sure how if you can like have that screen yeah, pop I, up.
3: I'm not sure, but I'm sure like you can add customer notes to specific things and It's a pain reports. it's a pain to get there. Yeah, it is a pain because like I know like if you have to when like you're, add when you're stars in the, or yep, whatnot. when
1: you're in the checkout area. Yeah. It's not it's not fluent to just be like you have to go in their customer info right. and like add them as a customer. Yeah. And I've had it set up for for a brief while where they could add it themselves like, "Hey, do you want to add your information?" There's like, "Uh, yeah. yeah. No." Yeah. Even if yeah. it's two or three questions yeah, like, they, we have a hard time collecting their phone number and email for our loyalty rewards program. Right. They, yep. they
3: and the hard part with like retail obviously is that like, you don't have that. You're not able to track that conversion data. And so it's going to be a pain. Um, but if you were to do it for a month on just every time, have that in your employee system like when somebody purchases dandelion oil or whatever you're, you're shred, we got really shred, hung up on the shredded, dandelions shredded, shredded oil dandelions what, are not a it, weed what is dandelions it are not
1: a weed they are a very valuable plant that lives in our oh town. no I, what, what I, is the
3: actual product called
1: it's called miracle muscle
3: miracle muscle that's so much better than shredded oil from <laughs> shred,
1: shred oil 5000 jeez
3: okay so when people Come in, purchase that, just have that as a thing, just be like, hey, where'd you, and then even though it's a pain, you're going to have to have some pain point to get some sort of conversion data.